Welcome to a spoopy evening with the boys. It's that time of year. It's that spoopy Halloween time of year. And we're, we're going to give you a little uh, little scary episode for you. We're going to be talking about a couple of classic scary movies that we uh, have recently have seen for the first time. And we're going to discuss that. Uh, but first, I'm curious what you guys... What's your favorite Halloween candy? Like, what's the, what's the best Halloween candy? Because there actually is a... There's an answer that is... Like the number one answer. So what do you think really? it is? Yeah. <clears throat> like this is this was like voted the best candy. Should I, I feel like I wanna take I, I feel like there might be two that would be other people's favorite, but mm-hmm. not necessarily mine. I'm talking about America, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I'm talking about. So I'm, what do you think America it, is? It's either gotta be Snickers bar or Butterfingers. You're wrong. Both. Oh wow. Wrong on both. Hershey's bar? No, wrong. <laughs> Why do I even try? Jason, <laughs> what do you think? I have no clue because I know it's not like, you know, candy corn, and we've already had a whole candy corn right. podcast. Can't go on about candy corn. Uh, <laughs> would you eat it on a tractor? <laughs> no, I would not eat this on okay. a tractor. Okay. You don't know what you don't want to guess? Um I'll I'll just I'll throw out one that's not true is mounds. <laughs> Boo. Uh, <laughs> no, the no, answer like is Reese's. Oh, uh, peanut butter. God, that makes going to be my next Chocolate case. and peanut butter. I was just blanking on candy, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't I think of anything, man. Spot. Yeah. I put you on the candy spot. Yeah. Uh, I was expecting that one. <laughs> yeah. No, I, do you agree with it, though? I do. Yeah. yeah that's that all right. Reese's is pretty top tier. Like if you got a if you got a big Reese's in your is it Reese's or Reese's? I've never Either. heard Reese's. I always say but Reese's, but I know yeah. a lot of people I think say it's Reese's. just Reese. Reese. <laughs> I love a good Reese cup. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I've you're always, gonna make a candy, name it after yourself. I've always said Reese's, but I've heard people say Reese's. Oh yeah, I yeah. hear Reese's a lot. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> You're wrong. Reese's yeah. pieces. Reese's pieces. Reese's. <laughs> Reese pieces. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get into uh, some Reddit real quick here. We got some spooky Reddit. Spooky. <laughs> oh, God. Somebody leave the door open? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Roro raggy. Uh, like. Scoop. Somebody's in the corner with a sheet over their head. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Our first spooky question. Ooh. I lied on my job application. <laughs> uh, no. I said that I have experience being a register, but I never actually was. Is it hard to learn how to use a register? Uh, why don't we go to Brian, who has... Have you done that? Zero experience. Yeah, sure. I, <laughs> I, you never even tried it? No. <laughs> like, they never were like, hey, you have to do this? Nope. It's it's oh, it's well. a totally different job description when you when you apply. Oh, yeah. so they can't just pull you? No. Nah. I actually told them I didn't want to be on the <laughs> register. Because once I would be, then I would be, like, up front, like, 24-7. Yeah. Smart, smart. Yeah. 
Yeah, draw draw your lines early, people, at your jobs. <laughs> yeah. But this person apparently really wanted to be a register. But they lied about yeah, it. Yeah, they lied. I don't I, I mean, I don't think any of us have ever done it. <laughs> so so what's probably gonna happen is you're gonna go to the job for like your first week or two of training and you're gonna have somebody work in there with you to show you the ropes. So, you know, just That's play it true. cool. Yeah. Even, even though like it's not like oh you know how to work every register ever like here you go you're by yourself they'll probably be like at this place this is how we do things and yeah. then you'll you'll figure it out there yeah. plus uh, i guarantee you like most of the people that i've gone through at certain places definitely lied about being able to use it because they don't know how to use it once i get there yeah Yeah. people who've been there for a while don't know how to use it which is why i am a self-checkout andy (laughs) i only do self-checkout when available self-checkout is so easy i'm sure it's got to be pretty easy (laughs) yeah but those not to diminish people's jobs but you are valued kind of doing your job (laughs) now if now here's Uh, the thing if he works at an old-timey store with the actual old school register (laughs) they have completely different ways of doing it on those so for context this is an ikea food court Oh, no, uh, nope, not old school. You'll be fine. I feel yep. like that would be a pretty chill job. Yeah, yeah there's like, only a few options. Yeah, like, I, f- food, I feel like, food. yeah, it's like a set menu pretty much. Yeah. You just got to add and drop mm-hmm. things. I, Where's I the meatballs button? <laughs> Go yeah. easy Here on it is. There's probably a meatballs button, and it's probably in the shape of a little horse. <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, there's a spoopy thing for you. <laughs> Remember when we were eating horses? <laughs> oh, <laughs> So yeah, Oof. that was. That I was think you'll be fine. Very scary. I maybe it's just like new job anxiety plus. Oops, I lied. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that like when I graduated from college, mm-hmm. I started a job like the next day. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what I was doing for like a year and a half. <laughs> <Holy> so <laughs> I was able to do stuff, but like ultimately, you don't really know fully what you're doing yeah people who ask for job experience are just like casting a wide net and hoping that somebody with experience will grab onto it yeah but most of the time it's people lying about it so yeah Yeah. (laughs) i don't know and if it was that important they would ask for a reference and the fact that they didn't it probably doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) they just especially now they just need bodies yeah (laughs) honestly you're good all right Next question. It got cold in here. That's weird. I work in two hours and I haven't had a blink of sleep. What do I do? It is a little too spooky for me. They ask multiple things. Do I quit and get another job? (laughs) Whoa. Do I call in sick? Or do I go to work and stick it out? Does he have a what job he works? Let's see. Yeah, that's kind of important. Two hours? Uh, brother, I have been there. <laughs> I mean, um, okay, it's a moving company. A moving company? Yeah, so physically... Yeah. You're going to want to tell your boss that he wants he, he will want you to be safer yeah, that and stay at home away dangerous. from the spoopy moving customers. Uh, yeah. Alternatively... I think doing physical labor makes me less tired in the moment. 
Yeah, but when you're sleep deprived, like yeah, that's if, worse if it's than like drunk driving. Eight hours of doing it or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If it's that strenuous, I'd say no. Yeah. If it was like if I was just helping somebody move, I'd be like, yeah, I'll help you move. Like yeah. it's fine, but yeah, yeah. Which is For why sure. I get roped into helping people move quite often. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I get the not sleeping. And having to be at work, like once you hit a certain threshold and you're like, it's too far gone. I can't sleep. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I have to work and I'm going to be tired. <laughs> like yeah. it sucks, but I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think, well, I don't, I don't want to say stick it out. And then we hear that a moving company truck is <laughs> like capsized well, on the highway. I will say we were a little late on this advice. And so. There is an edit on here that ah. says... How many edits? Just one. Just okay. one. Good. It says, edit, I went in. <gasps> edit. Thanks no. for the gold. <laughs> ah. Thank you, strangers. Oh, looks like dad's up. <laughs> edit two. I can't believe we... <laughs> I can't believe I got 2,000 likes. Our next question. Okay. And probably our final question. Mm -hmm. Am I being brought in to a pyramid scheme? (laughs) So I'll I'll read the backstory (laughs) on this one. So my girlfriend and I met this couple. Very lovely as people. We get deep into conversation and end up having dinner with them last night. They gave some genuinely good advice, albeit very traditional, but still good nonetheless. They kept talking about how their mentors taught them these standards and their mentors introduced them to, and their mentors introduced them to their mentors to teach them more and see their potential. And now we've been invited to this Zoom meeting tonight for a business model, but we were told to pay attention to the relationships and the couples and how well they uh, look towards each other. We got told to ignore the business model and look at the marriages. My girlfriend and I agreed to attend, but the moment money gets involved, I'm out. Does this seem like a genuine opportunity we could have stumbled into, or is this all a pre-planned agenda? I am I am like always extremely skeptical when it comes to stuff like that. Like I always assume that somebody's trying to just get my money. First question I have is, is that is what they're trying to get them involved in. Is that their only job that they do to make money or is this a side gig? Because if it's a side gig, I'm sorry, but it's probably a scheme in the shape of a triangle with four sides. (laughs) Checks out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'd say even if it's their main source of income, we never know if they're like, you know, that probably means they're someone's just, couch or they're, yeah that probably just means they're good at it yeah <laughs> and yeah. you're screwed anyway <laughs> sorry bro it's a scheme. Yeah. but but if it's got some good perks to it like discounts on something you regularly buy shoot hop well, in the problem with a lot of these multi multi-layer uh marketing schemes that's what however you say it, mm-hmm. um is the biggest customers of their products is the people selling the products right and that's how the company makes money and you're technically able to make money through them but a lot of the times you might like some people have legitimately gone into debt just to buy uh the product yeah and then they just get stuck with all this product 
And because they're not really selling the product, they're selling the experience of, you know, creating a circle of people and all that stuff. And that's why it looks good from the outside because the numbers are high, but it's because people are just buying a lot to get involved, not buying it to consume it. (laughs) Yeah. See if it's something you're passionate about. Yeah. True. A lot of times it's not. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, ah, gut milk. Yeah. Do you love selling random pills that aren't FDA approved? (laughs) Yeah. All right. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. Come Uh, and get them. (laughs) All right. Uh, We've fixed uh, many lives. Sounds like a scam. Move on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly. Move on. <laughs> We've learned that the real terror in life is your day-to-day work. <laughs> yep. I Amen. understand that. Okay. <laughs> we're going to... Uh, let's talk about these movies. Let's talk about... First, we're going to be talking about the, the original Psycho. 1960. 1960. 1960. It's is an it old, really 1960? It is 1960. Yeah. And a fun fact is the second movie we're talking about is 1961. 1961. Yeah. I didn't know that. Back That's why back. I said it's really 1960. <laughs> yeah. Back to back. I didn't know that these movies had sequels. Oh, I mean, yeah. That movie. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Cycles. Yeah. I, I didn't really look in. When I was on IMDb, I, I, or, yeah, I, I typed in Psycho to just kind of look it over a little bit, and I saw the other four movies. I did not look into the other movies, but when I saw the four movies, I just immediately thought uh, they're just trying to milk the money. Oh, yeah. I think they get the same dude for a lot of they them. They do, all yeah. four of them. Okay, yeah. But it's still, like, I, I haven't seen them either, can't, but, it, yeah. No. I, can I, okay, I, for, like, the first half of the movie, I was trying to figure out who he looked like because I thought he looked familiar. <laughs> oh. Spoon. Amanda, Amanda just jump scared Steven. <laughs> Tis the Halloween. Like scoop. Uh, no, no, no. Zoinks. So I was trying. I was talking to these guys, and I was trying to figure out who he looked like. Mm-hmm. And I realized he he's Andrew Garfield. And it, I've had the same thought. Yeah, with him. yeah. Even his mannerisms, like the way he talks, the just the way he's kind of bouncy, like. Yeah, he's lanky. If they did a remake, it would have to be Andrew Garfield. (laughs) Andrew Garfield, immortal. Yeah, was that Andrew Garfield? (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) just new identity. Yeah. Yeah. Also, with the other four movies, they weren't directed by Uh, Alfred Hitchcock either. Yeah. So what's the point? Milking it. Yeah. So this is a movie that I had already seen, uh, but I saw later in life as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But. I want to hear your guys' opinions. I've heard basically that you guys liked it, but that's all I've really heard. Yeah, I I liked it. And when I watch older movies, I try to go in with like an appreciation of what like movies were back then mm-hmm. and like how I would have perceived or how basically the public perceived it back then, like rather than like right now I will admit I'm very desensitized. Yeah. Like, oh, I think we all are. Yeah, <laughs> like, very much scary so. movies are not what they used to be. Like, mm. they're more like suspense movies. It's, it wasn't, it's not just gore, which is what a lot of them are now. And I thought if I would have seen this back when it came out, I would have 
really enjoyed it. I did really enjoy it, but I also try to put myself back then. Like, yeah, yeah, I've like the the way they shot it was really interesting, or not the way they shot it, but like the plot of how um, the lead woman who was stabbed mm-hmm. in the shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like. I was like, oh wow, I didn't. I had no idea. Like. She was a lead character. I always imagined she was just some random girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, that's the lead uh, star of the movie. Yeah. She just, they just kill her off right there. That did happen sooner <laughs> than I thought it was yeah. going to happen. Yeah. yeah, same. Yeah. I had seen like the new, the, all the famous scenes, but I never knew when they yeah, came exactly. out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So going into this movie, I, I, I only really knew about the shower scene with the, the stabbing. So I really didn't know anything else other than that, except for what I heard from other people who might have seen the movie back closer to the time it came out. So I'm hearing it's it's really violent and it's scary. And I'm just thinking, oh, this is like an old school slasher kind of movie. Mm-hmm. But when I'm watching this movie, there's maybe just a minute of footage of just like that kind of stuff in it. And everything else is just a really good thriller, suspenseful mystery, which really hooked me. I loved mm-hmm. seeing where they were taking it. I, I was guessing things that were going to happen along the way, but it still was good to watch it come to like into fruition. Right. Yeah. That That's what I have the main appreciation for with it too, is like yeah. I can, it's a movie I could watch, you know, multiple times, even though, I I just I love how it's shot. I love the story. Like mm-hmm. it's just good suspense. Yeah. And um, but yeah, the first time I saw it, it was just like completely like I had seen movies like it before because it's been redone in different right. ways. <laughs> like I there was a 2008 movie or something. I can't even remember the title of it, but it was like basically Psycho on steroids, mm-hmm. where it's this couple goes into a motel and then like they get involved with there's like this gang that's trying to murder them Mm -hmm. and it's like all set up prior and they do this with every person that goes Uh, to the hotel and they go and like try and murder them and so it it doesn't have like the twist at the end that psycho does but Uh i was like okay yeah i i get kind of what it is but i legitimately didn't know how it ended which was interesting to me because you you see that this dude, you know, he's been talking to his mom all this time. Right. And then oh, you're yeah. like, oh, wait. That was the most eerie thing was like the voiceover of like, there was no shot that if I saw this completely blind that I would have said... That I would have said that that was supposed to be the guy talking as the mother like yeah. back and forth to each other like yeah i don't know and I, I had seen the i had seen the stabbing scene i had seen the the detective the pi getting uh, the stairs scene mm-hmm. and i had seen the scene with the mother at the end where she finds her in the basement or whatever yeah like those were the three big ones that i had seen but i i didn't know when they were coming up i didn't know the characters and yeah, I just thought I thought it was really good. I, I I really enjoyed it. The guy who played the actor of the hotel keeper, mm-hmm. I think he did a really good job of playing his part because he actually came across as kind of a little off when it comes mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, you 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 could tell he was trying to like be a good person, but there was something really bugging him. Yeah, he, um, he does I, have that innocence, like yeah, kind of, you I thought, get with Andrew Garfield too. I thought <laughs> he was like uh, just kind of a mentally 
like something wrong with him. It made you think that maybe he was just kind of a mama's boy. Like it wanted you to think and that was it. And he didn't want to upset mom, but really he had some kind of psycho thing going on in his head. They they kind of play it off as he's being controlled by his mom. Yeah. And um, that's ultimately kind of what it is, even, you know, just in a scarier way of, you know, this guy's attachment to his mom and how, you know, trauma and how he kind of deals with it. And that that's pretty, you know, interesting to see. He definitely subverted expectations. Oh, yeah. That's what very, I like. yeah. very <laughs> no, Especially I, for the time. Also, uh, Alfred Hitchcock, he likes his, he likes his close-ups. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah <laughs> That's what I noticed. When they introduced the uh, private detective, he literally walked. <laughs> his nose touched the camera. <laughs> like he was so close. <laughs> yeah. I was like, holy, that was the closest well, shot. Same thing with the cop when, she, when he pulled her over. Like yeah. for when I mean when she was sleeping in the car, and oh, then yeah. Yeah. it was just like <laughs> the cop, his whole face was the screen. <laughs> Gosh, that yeah. cop at the beginning, he had yeah. me wondering like what's going on because he showed up, he backed up, he went to check on her, and then he followed her all the way to the automotive place. Yeah, and then after that, you don't see him at all. Yeah. He's just gone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you want to hear the notes that I took? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the first, I'm just gonna run through them. My first note is boiling a steak with like five question marks. <laughs> Recipes used to be much different. She said she said something, and I was like boiling. That was the very beginning. That was like one of her first lines. You can't just yeah. boil a steak. I, also, I would I would much rather air fry my steak than <laughs> yeah, boil it. And for I know sure. that's yeah. Boiling just sounds just sounds like a watery steak. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh my next note was uh being able to uh open windows in hotels. Oh yeah, they you don't can, let yeah. you do that. <laughs> you can't do that anymore. A different time. Um, yeah, like they were on like the top floor and he just opened the the huge window. Yeah. Yeah. And it, <laughs> uh and then also 40k being a lot of money. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> which I think we did the math and I think it was like three hundred and eighty thousand mm-hmm. was the equivalent of back then, which like, was what, like eight hundred percent or something. Yeah, because yeah. when she was like she threw away her life for forty thousand dollars, <laughs> I was like, Yeah, that's not a lot of money, <laughs> obviously. Uh and then my last two notes were you eat like a bird <laughs> which just caught me off guard. And then I just wrote Andrew Garfield. <laughs> the the you eat like a bird thing when he was talking about that. He was talking about stuffing birds and how he likes to stuff them because of how they look. And then right when she was eating, he was like, You look like a bird. I was like, Oh man, he wants to stuff her. <laughs> but one of the things Yeah, when that, Steven said that, that caught me off guard. Oh. Um, one of the things that wasn't in your notes that I I like to look at from just kind of the like oh, I don't know what you call it when they kind of make a make a little mistake in the movie when oh, they're making sure. it. Mm-hmm. Goofs. Uh, yeah. So she leaves the city. Uh-huh. And she's driving to like the Bates Motel. Uh-huh. She has to stop in the middle of the night and sleep all night and then she drives more stops at an automotive place sells her car and then she drives more and then she's at the hotel at night and then later in the movie they're talking about it taking an hour to get there oh yeah man you were doing math in your head that i was just not (laughs) yeah i'm just like it, it took like two days to get there for her 
So is she trying to throw somebody off well, the whole time? Or <laughs> Also the fact that he was like, oh yeah, there's a diner like 10 miles down the road. I'm like, 10 yeah, miles? Yeah. I wouldn't drive five miles. And if they're going at like a decent speed, that might only take 20 minutes. Yeah. So it's like half it the was, time she but took it to was get raining. the... It, and but it stopped raining. It did eventually stop raining. Yeah. But when he said it was like 10 miles down the road, yeah, it, it was still like coming down. One of the things that kind of bugged me too later in the movie was when uh, her boyfriend or whatever in the movie, the girl who got stabbed in the shower, uh, when they, he and her sister are trying to find, he is distracting the hotel yeah. owner. Uh-huh. And while she's looking in the, yeah, in the house. Yeah. It's like, he, like when they cut back to him, he's like straight up antagonizing oh, yeah. him. <laughs> he's, he's pissing he's like, him off. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> like he, instead of like just calmly stalling Where'd you get the him, money from? Where'd you get it? Yeah. He just like. I'm going to figure out where you got the money, she. And then, yeah. Then he, gets, <laughs> he sets the bomb off way too early. Oh, he's yeah. Like, he just did not care about what she <laughs> was doing at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He's like, oh, my gosh. You couldn't have done that better. All right. Well. Oh, well. That was Psycho. And now, a dramatic reading of a scary midnight story. A taxi driver is going home at midnight when he decides to take a shortcut through a cemetery. He's driving slowly through the dark when he suddenly stops in shock. In front of his headlights is a lady in white hailing him down. Before he has time to think, the woman climbs in and says in a low whisper, I'm so glad you're here. Nobody ever goes by any here anymore. There's something really creepy about the lady. And the cabbie doesn't talk with her, just drives to the address she gives. He's so nervous and jittery that he starts swerving hard along the country roads. Embarrassed that he's so scared, he turns around to apologize for his driving. But the woman is gone. Terrified, the cabbie floors it until his heart stops beating like a jackhammer and he catches his breath at a stop sign. Starting to think it was all a dream, he looks back to make sure that no one is in his car. But he sees the woman in white again. This time, her eyes are dripping with blood. And she starts to reach out to him with a pale hand. This starts the cabbie again, and he drives like a lunatic. Not knowing what he's doing in his fright, He turns to see if the lady is close and then hits the brakes. She's gone again. Shaking, he pulls a flask and takes a swig of whiskey to steady his nerves when cold fingers touch his shoulder. He looks behind him and sees the woman's face completely covered with blood now, staring down at him behind a veil of disheveled black hair. The cabbie panics and drives like a madman. His only instinct is to escape. When he finally calms down, he stops and looks behind him to see that the lady has disappeared again. But as soon as he turns back toward the road, he notices that the lady is now seated beside him in the front passenger seat, blood covering her from head to toe and dripping from her open mouth. Crazed with fear now, the woman staring him down, the cabbie drives the final stretch to their destination like hell on wheels. When they get there, he collapses back into his seat, all the fight gone out of him. The blood-covered lady leans over and whispers, in a creaking voice from the edge of the afterlife, saying, Hey, Cabby, you gotta fix that back door. I fell out and had to catch up with you three times. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it might come <sighs> <down>. <laughs> <laughs>
are falling out of the cab. <laughs> that was a really bad joke. Uh, I told you I hated that joke. <laughs> I thought I had bad jokes. It's all right. I don't mind a bad joke. Spooky. Spooky. All right, uh, <laughs> let's let's uh, let's talk about this last movie, Scooby, uh, <laughs> The Innocents. Oh, a nineteen sixty-one Mary oh. Poppins on acid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was Mary Poppins. I gotta ask you though. Yeah, I had I thought like I wasn't sure if it was like. Because the movie was older, or if this is what they wanted to do, but I'm kind of talking like overarching the whole thing. But the main, her character, mm-hmm. like I thought, she seemed more crazy than like anybody else in the movie. Oh yeah, by the end of it, she was. <laughs> I think that's it. the point. Uh, but okay, yeah. I, I wasn't sure if it was like just like overacting from older movies or like. If that was the direction they wanted to go, but I was yeah. like, "Yeah, she's like, nuts." <laughs> if if you saw, she she was talking to the other maid about like taking the everybody out and going so she could be there mm-hmm. with just Miles. Like if if that person that she's telling to go thinks that she's crazy, why would she do that? Yeah, yeah, that that is the thing. But so I think one of the main points of kind of the fear and horror of it all Mm -hmm. is that you don't know if she's crazy or not. Right. Because like if she's the crazy one and all the kids are just like, you know, normal, normal kids, kids, then that's, you know, scary for the kids. But then if she's not crazy, then it's a whole different, everybody's going to think she's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You think that she killed the kid in the end, if she was crazy. I I don't know how that does that does that mean she, she would have done something to Flora too because she, Flora seemed to have kind of gone a little mad. Yeah, all she did was like shake the kid and I say, guess, "Don't you see that?" I guess we yeah, should say the movie is about somebody coming to take care of two kids who she comes to find out is possessed by two people that died there, and she's trying to convince everybody that these kids are being possessed. And or at least she thinks she, they've exactly. been possessed. And that's yeah. where I wasn't sure if this is what I was just thinking or if it was just the acting or like. Because there was a scene where she was talking to the other lady and her eyes were just wide. And I'm like, yeah, if I was yeah. that other lady, I'd be like, this lady's insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I don't trust this lady. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. So there, I, I think Jason might have said something about it, but there there is a 2020 adaptation of it on Netflix, right. which is a, a series, a show. And it has like the same characters and the same kind of storyline. In the beginning of uh, the Innocence, she she gets out of the carriage and she's like, "I think I'm gonna walk the rest of the way." The exact same thing happens oh, yeah. in in this other show. Um, it, there's a lot of similarities. And well, yeah. Once you told me the name of the show, which is the name of the place, mm-hmm. the Blythe. Blythe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's when I was like, okay, that the Netflix thing is just a remake. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's a adaptation of a short story or a full novel. I'm not sure, but it's called The Turn of a Screw. Right, and um, it's been adapted 
a ton of times. times with different visions and stuff. So yeah, I th- um, I yeah. had thought I like the story seemed familiar on a bunch of different levels. Like not yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of the others. Have you ever heard of that movie? Uh, yeah, but I haven't seen it. Okay. Well, I was it was telling them about it, and they they said they hadn't seen it. But I thought I thought this movie was was way more eerie than Psycho, which yeah, it was is the yeah. point. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both different movies. Like one's about like a serial killer, and the other one is about like more spiritual stuff. And I I don't know. There was actually a jump scare in it, though. Air quotes, yeah. <laughs> like when she's walking around the mansion at night, yeah. And there's like a like it like hard it crash zoomed on a on a mask or something. Yeah. And a lady screamed. I was like, hey, that was supposed to be a jump scare. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just so used to that being the normal in today's movie. Yeah, the scene where um she's like interrogating Miles, and then mm-hmm. the spirit of the man possessing him mm-hmm. or is like, like standing yeah standing behind him in yeah. the window like that part like laughing me out. yeah yeah, yeah like, it was creepy that was done really well i thought like yeah. oh, that was the creepy. the actors that played miles before i gotta say they did a phenomenal job they're creepy yeah. um <laughs> they're creepy but yet they still maintain yeah. that yeah. innocence so yeah. so thinking about it, it it's kind of cool thinking about the kids, if if they weren't possessed by these spirits, then the spirits were presenting themselves to the governess mm-hmm. in a way to make it look like they were. But if the kids were possessed and they knew about the other spirits, well, that's the thing. Yeah, like at the end, you just don't know because he says his name and then he just dies. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, well. Did he die because of that, or like, I don't know? It's really left. It really left you hanging. Like that ending really yeah. came out. Yeah, the credits real quick roll on right it. There. Yeah, which I liked. Yeah. I liked that it just the credits roll like, real quick. Yeah, like, it's just immediately <laughs> the end. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. No, I I I really liked the ending. I I thought it like leaving leaving you hanging is definitely like a scary movie trope that works. Like. Because you just want answers, but I think not having them makes it a way better scary movie. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I, yeah. I really like just how atmospheric it is. And yeah. like if you really just crank the volume, turn the lights out, and just chill. <laughs> yeah, like, this... it's, it's the way to watch it. And they're, they're really heavy on sound in this movie. Yeah, yeah I noticed. Like, <laughs> with, with the uh, music box. The and birds. like Even just the opening is pitch black and the song. And the scene uh, when when she's walking out into the house at night with the candles, uh-huh. and you just hear all the voices, and she's yeah. getting freaked out, and like that part was done really well. And the yeah. scene where she sees the guy on the tower, she's kind of walking around in the garden, mm-hmm. and you hear the birds and the water and the wind, and then she's kind of looking through it, and she finds that little statue, and everything just goes dead silent. Yeah. And then she looks around, sees the guy up at the top of the tower. She goes, tries to look closer to find him, and then all the sound comes back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Steven's getting choked up. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, definitely, definitely subtle in its scariness, but like at the end, it's more in your face, but at the very, at the very end though, when she's trying to get the girl to admit that she sees her yeah, and like, 
she's literally like grabbing her and like pointing and saying like, you see her, you little freak. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, and it traumatizes her. I know. Yeah. And yeah. the director must've been like the direction for the girl must've been like, listen, someone is trying to murder you right now. Scream <laughs> as loud and as hard and as long as you can. Yeah. yeah that little girl scream is very loud and it's long. It's thrilling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's scary, yeah. but yeah, I thought it was a really good, like, uh, like I really like those mystery type, like you try to figure it out type mm-hmm. deals. Uh, yeah, so I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I thought really us talking about both movies is they're kind of similar but still different. Like one's more of a ghost movie, like we said, and then yeah. the others. Yeah, they well, both hit one, differently. But, and one of them is British, and the other one's American, and it's like mm-hmm. they both have very different feels. They came out within a year of each other. Like, and if you guys yeah, liked yeah. the uh, innocence, I definitely highly suggest the haunting at Bly because it's it's got a lot of depth to it. I remember yeah. hearing people talk about it when it came out, so yeah, I might have to check it out. Yeah, I prefer one prefer like just thriller, uh, non spiritual scary movies uh-huh. than like the I don't know supernatural ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely for today's time yeah definitely gonna be checking out some more alfred 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 hitchcock alfred hitchcock yeah. i'd say that's pretty essential that's that's been fun like the past year i've been catching up on his catalog watch strangers on a train it's really good it's one of the more underrated ones but it's the only yeah, people that are on trains dip down his catalog speaking of fun we've had a lot of fun here on this podcast <laughs> yeah today. Uh, we'd like to thank you guys for listening, uh, to this spoopy episode, (laughs) uh, tune in next week to where it will not be a spooky episode. And that's the only thing I can promise. Might have a guest. Might not. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. He might be sitting next to me already. Uh, we also have a backlog of episodes. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. So who knows? I don't even know what's going to go up. Did anybody (laughs) just hear that whispering? (laughs) Oh! <laughs>